Good morning. It is January 4th. It is a cold morning in New York City with some sort of vague snow shower or ice thing moving off the radar. The washing machine is chugging in the background, for which I apologize. But this is the Indignity Morning Podcast, the first one of the new year. I'm your host, Tom Skoka, taking a look at the day and the news. And there is a lot of news, too much news, a backlog of news. Down below the fold on page one of the New York Times is an account of how the 12-person crew of Japan Airlines Flight 516 evacuated 367 passengers from their airplane as it was being engulfed in flames so that everyone on that side of Tuesday's runway collision with a smaller Coast Guard plane came out alive. All five people aboard the Coast Guard plane were killed. The New Year's Day earthquake to which they were attempting to respond has already been squeezed out of the newspaper by the pileup of other events. The evacuation story does feature a very striking, ghastly overhead shot of the burned-out carcass of the plane, surrounded by foam, from Kyoto News via the Associated Press, which really starkly illustrates how incredible it was that they managed a methodical evacuation before the fire consumed the whole fuselage. Up at the top of page one, there's two stories about three bombings spread across two countries. On the right is a follow-up story about the apparent assassination via an explosion in Lebanon of one of Hamas's leaders, Next to that is a double bomb blast in Iran, which killed at least 103 people at a mass memorial for General Qasem Soleimani on the fourth anniversary of his killing in an American drone strike. The international section inside the paper opens with the news that Xi Jinping has removed nine high-ranking People's Liberation Army figures from the National People's Congress. Experts who track China's military, the Times writes, said Mr. Xi's strategy appeared to be a surgical attack designed to assert his control over the arms sector. On page A9 comes the news that while everyone was busy deploring Brazil's destruction of the Amazonian rainforest all these years, our ecologically righteous Canadian neighbors have been ruining the ecology of the boreal forests through timber extraction, leaving behind a patchwork of isolated stands of trees that has created a landscape less able to support wildlife, according to the study, the Times writes, and it has made the land more susceptible to wildfire, scientists say. The world's boreal forests, the story notes, are estimated to collectively hold 703 gigatons of carbon in trees and soil. The world's tropical forests, by comparison, store about 375 gigatons of carbon. On page A11, under yet another story about the president of Harvard, there's a pair of stories about how phonics is coming thundering back in New York State and beyond. The new name for phonics is the science of reading. The method of reading instruction that phonics is now overthrowing is called balanced literacy. Once again, the pendulum is swinging between two hostile and diametrically opposed theories of the one correct way to teach children how to read. One might almost suspect that different methods work and don't work for different children, but apparently you can't program a curriculum around that. And on page A14, a headline informs Times readers, COVID and other illnesses resurge, but scientists see little cause for alarm. The holidays have come and gone, the story says, and once again, Americans are riding a tide of respiratory ailments, including COVID. But so far, this winter's COVID uptick seems less deadly than last year's, and much less so than in 2022, when the Omicron surge ground the nation to a halt. The story notes that we don't actually have good centralized data about how many people are getting sick. After the end of the public health emergency in May, the Times writes, the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention stopped tracking the number of COVID infections. The agency now has only partial access to information from states about vaccination rates. But trends in wastewater data, the Times writes, positive tests, emergency department visits, hospitalization rates, and deaths point to a rise in infections nationwide, according to the CDC. 
As in previous years, the numbers have steadily been rising all winter and are expected to increase further after holiday travel and get-togethers. A little further down, we get to the fact that COVID is still claiming at least 1,200 lives per week, but that number is about one-third the toll this time last year and one-eighth that in 2021. You have to get to the 22nd paragraph, under that headline about little cause for alarm, before you get to the part that says, experts urged all Americans, including those not at high risk of severe illness, to opt for vaccines against both COVID and flu, to use masks and air purifiers to prevent infections, to be tested and treated, and to stay home if they become ill. Here's hoping the public reads that far down, deep inside the times, to get the word about what they should be doing. Now I'm going to put on my mask and go ride the subway. That is the news. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe to Indignity to keep us going. And if all goes well, we will talk again tomorrow.